You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. Just here walking around. We're gonna go set a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck before. I just shot a freaking big buck. Get that one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. All right, welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. We have the last seven days, week four, and I have a special guest, first time uh, coming down and seeing the studio and stuff. You've been to my house a handful of times. We're always looking at dead deer in the back of trucks and stuff like that, or rabbit hunting. So. Yeah, over the last couple of years now. We have Dan Johnson, Matt's younger brother. What's going on, dude? Not a whole lot. No. We're, we got some excitement to talk we, about today. We are drinking <laughs> a celebratory beer right now, that is for sure. Yep. But uh, no, we uh, just kind of wanted to bring him on. We had a plan to do this podcast yesterday, so tonight is Tuesday night, the 31st. Yeah, Happy Halloween. Halloween to whoever's out there doing that with their kiddos. We don't have to do that, so that's nice. <laughs> it's snowing lucky. and nasty out, but doing good. But no, we were going to do a, a week update yesterday because you had a really good week of hunting. And then, yeah, we had to postpone that because someone drew some blood. Yep, so, drew, drew some blood, so we postponed it, yep. and we had a good time last night. We did, so we'll get into that. But, yeah, so I just kind of do a little recap for me for the last seven days of hunting the fourth week. I had shot my buck on a Sunday night, the 22nd, and then I didn't get back out into the woods until Saturday morning. Like, it, the weather kind of sucked. It got warm, so I wasn't too upset about that, and then... Had a bunch of stuff to do, get ready. I got to bring the deer to the taxidermist and all that stuff. And then just trying to crank out as much as I can at work so I can get ready for my upcoming trip to Illinois. But I ended up going hunting Saturday morning, which I think you hunted that morning also. Yeah. Slow morning, yep. though. It was a slow morning. And then I hunted some state land because I had a camera um, there. And, like, I got up early. I think, like, 6 o'clock I was in the truck driving around the property I wanted to hunt. And there was... The one side of the road, there was five trucks parked, and I was like, man, already. like It's like 6 a.m., an hour and a half before light. And for me, like I'm not a huge state land hunter, so like I don't really know. Like Last thing I want to do is like walk by someone or, you know. Don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's like a wild and card it's, every time. Exactly. And I don't like, I have private land to hunt too, so it's not like I have to like only have these spots. So if, to me, it's kind of like, well, if guys are already there, I don't really want to mess them up. But fortunately for me. I knew another way in to where I wanted to hunt, so I was able to drive around the the section because pretty much wherever I parked the truck, I had like a mile walk, like three-quarters of a mile to a mile walk. So get to the other side, no one was there. I was like, nice. Except, but the wind was like whipping from the north like that morning. So I had to access with the wind right in my back, which blowing where you're walking. Yes. Not, but, not the best conditions. Not the best, but I kind of took it as like I'm just going to – just going to bomb straight and then do a hard 90 into my spot. So I didn't spook any deer going in. There's a nice little spot I could access, which I've walked that before, but pulled the card and uh, pulled the card after I got down. But I didn't see a deer Saturday morning, like ghost town. <laughs> and I was like, man, is this like, what am I doing? And then get home and check the card. And I have like probably nine different bucks on that camera. So this is state land. And then there's three of them that 
there's probably two that are three and a half years old and I think one's a four year old. He's he's really big. Like I was like I sent I sent him a few buddies that I know are still hunting and I'm like uh, when I'm in Illinois, someone needs to be hunting the this this area because this Gotta is a really hunting. nice buck. Yeah, it's yeah. a good above average size deer. So I think uh I think we could possibly be into something for someone. But that's all I did. I just hunted Saturday morning and then kind of hunted through my buddies and you were the one that sent a lot of updates. But I Saturday was morning was, was sending some Snapchats and yep. sending some updates and telling stories and yeah, so that same Saturday I sat I forget which stand I even was because I didn't see anything, so it was so boring. Mm-hmm. So Saturday was just kind of a dud. I didn't see hardly a deer, maybe a button buck traveling through the corn, which the corn is still up, which is odd for us. Which is weird, year. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we had pictures this time last year. The cover crop was up. It was all green. There's food everywhere, and now it's corn everywhere. So we still have that food and the cover for them. Yeah, because when me and your brother did the Where's Waldo episode, we talked about how it's like, we all this corn's up, but then before season starts, it's chopped yeah. and it's gone. So it's like it's a hard, hard change. Yeah. Like you go if, from if it doesn't go this week, I think it's going to be up for rifle. Yeah. So which will be the first time I've ever seen it up that late this year. Yeah. Same. So, but you guys have been struggling kind of, but also having some really good sits at the same time. Yeah. So we've been strategic about when we're going. We're we've played the cold front so if mm-hmm. it's warm out we're not even thinking about hunting we're doing other things trailing to mountain bike or whatever it is be outside take care of the house yep honey do list um so a couple tough sits um i think the second set i had of the season i took a crack at a doe yep. and then I, f- I had a mishap with that where I learned a little bit about face pressure that night yep. when I'm sitting down. Well, let's back up a little bit. So, like, Matt talked, you know, you guys are primarily grew up gun hunters. And, like, yeah. he's kind of a self-taught bow hunter. And he used, you know, using a crossbow for his first deer, he shot the bow and, like, getting into it. You're the exact same way. Yep, this, the same exact way that you UP shot a, deer camp. And, yep. Yeah. I, and then your first deer with a bow was with a crossbow, but it was, it was a sweet yep. deer. <laughs> like, was, with the crossbow, it was a really nice seven point. Yep. I think we scored them at about 118. Yeah, knock on the door. As a seven point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a gnarly buck. I remember, like, when I saw because <laughs> that deer was a great hunt. Like, you can, we can touch base on it a little bit, but you grunted him in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He circled right downwind to me after I grunted. And he stepped out at like 22 yards, and I just smoked, smoked him. him. He ran out in the field and tipped over after about right 60 in the yards. field. I never, yeah, because I never I drove the truck right to him. That's right, because I drove by and I saw your truck out there, and I never reached on the man. I was like, who got one? He's like, Dan did. And then <laughs> yep. you guys showed up at my house, and I was like, you dropped the gate, and I was like, ooh, that's a hammer. And you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. And, and that was my, my first buck ever, first too. Buck, it was yeah. So exciting. I got to share it with my brother. We brought it over so you could yep. see it and share in that. So and then cool. you're like, if you don't mount this thing, I'm going to pay for it to be mounted. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I will give you money to do that because that's an awesome first buck. So that was three years ago, right? Yeah, that would have been in 20. 20. So, yeah, that was. Th- so, me and you both shot the deer before we shot this year, the bucks. We went three years. Yeah, you know, spoiler on that one. one. Mm-hmm, for both of us. But <laughs> he, uh, so yeah, so then, but in this, you shot that deer, your first deer with a crossbow in 2020. It was your first buck. Yeah. Sweet deer. And then 21 and 22. You still were hunting with a crossbow, but then 22, you got a bow, a compound. Yeah, in 22, I got a compound, and so I did combination of my sits, yep. of, depending on what stand I was in. If I was in a ladder stand, I was using the crossbow just so I could use that shooting rail. Mm-hmm. And then if I was in a hanger, I was taking the compound with yep. me. So that was a first last year, and I never drew it back on anything. I just watched a lot of younger bucks go by. Yep. And, um I, no, I did. I drew back on a doe, but a then doe. she she caught me. That she was December first. I remember you telling me that you're like, man, I had one and yep. caught me. Yep. You know they get spooky mm-hmm. after running around dodging all the bullets. Yep. And so I missed my opportunity there. Um, so that kind of was your last opportunity in in 2021, right? Or 2022. 22. Sorry. Yeah. So, but I know for you, like from you as a friend on the outside. This past summer, you really started getting into your compound. Like, you started shooting more. Yeah. Arrow so, setups. I mean, you were like, I'm committed to this. Yep. I, I got new strings on the bow because I, I bought a bow from a buddy of mine for like 150 bucks at mm-hmm. Old Hoyt. The mm-hmm. thing's probably 15 years old. I think it had the original strings and cables yep, I on bet it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 we got it a little tuned up and freshened up, a new arrow setup. And yeah, I was spending, I think, since the end of July 
just shooting the bow yep. as much as I could. And you went to a good shop and you got, you know, arrows set up this year and you got some, you know, some other things taken care of. Like you said, the new strings, you're like, okay, if I'm doing this, I want to yep. get the right arrows. New you strings, got new arrows. arrows. And I didn't go crazy on the weight. They're probably like 450 grains, mm-hmm. but I went heavy on the front end yep. using you know, like 52 grain out, sir, and then I, 125 grain broadhead. So like, it's crazy that 450 isn't heavy, but like before I knew about this whole heavy arrow thing, you know, whenever that happened four or five years ago. I weighed some of my arrows I used to shoot, and I'd have terrible luck with penetration. Mm-hmm. They were under 400 grains. Gotcha. Like they were 390, 380, you know, 395. And then I remember I used, like, the one arrow. I was like, I'm shooting 125s because I struggled with penetration with 100. So I was like, I'm using 125 like I used to as a kid. And I weighed that arrow, and it was like 410. Like, it was so light. So, I mean, it just wasn't flying well. So, yeah. now, but so like a 450 grain arrow, I mean, you do, you don't have the longest draw length in the world, but mm-hmm. you have the weight where you need it, like that weight in the front. Yeah. So, your FOC is pr- pretty good. Yeah. For I that. think I guesstimated it was like 17% when you throw it in the calculator. So, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, it comes down to shot placement too, as yeah. I've learned taking a crack at the yep. dough. And, so, yeah, let's, we can quick touch on that. So, like, this is your first year fully dedicated to the compound. So, like, mindset for, like, I know me, you, and Matt, we're all, like, we need to shoot some does. So, yep. like, I've we're all, like, in agreement with that. And I got one early doe season. And then, because we hunt within the same, I mean, few mile area, square mile area. Yeah, so, we don't hunt, we don't have our properties don't touch. But we're in the, we, there's a lot of times we'll see the same bucks, like, on camera and oh, yeah. sightings and stuff. So, but, uh, yeah, so you, you had, was that the first week of October or second week? It was, I think, the 7th. So, the it would have been in the first right, weekend. The first, yep. And the morning sit, I didn't see a single deer. I saw a nice rainbow. Yeah, that's right. Got caught in the rain. <laughs> yep. Um, and then that afternoon, um, sat in like a creek bottom stand and had a nice west wind. So it was a perfect setup for me. And these does came in and I moved a little bit. They spotted me, and but they didn't really mind too much because they couldn't smell me. Or, yep. So, you know, that wind was important and played in my favor. Yep. And when I finally drew back, this doe, she was standing like, Right towards me, and I didn't want to take a frontal shot. That would have been just a poor decision, risking face or neck or whatever it might be. So I held full draw for like a minute and a half on this deer. (laughs) And when she finally turned, she was quartering to me fairly hard. But I was like, you know, I feel good with my arrow set up. I'm going to let this thing fly. And when I did, we found out later, or I found out later, that the different face pressure from taking the shot sitting down caused my broadhead to kick left about six inches yeah you so i'm guessing i just clipped the brisket and got some muscle blood and yeah which tony who was finding it fred you know we i remember you you had it pass through and you showed me the arrow and like we looked at the arrow and trying to go through it and i'm like and we didn't really know where you hit it because i mean the first time you yeah. let loose on a, a deer and like lots going on yeah there's so a lot of excitement. we weren't sure but man i was thinking i think this might look like liver and then as soon as Tony sees it, he's like, that's not liver, that's yeah. brisket. And I'm like, what? And I was like, dude, it's, he's like, yeah, that, he's like, it's gritty, but there's like, he just has so much more experience. Yeah, I mean, he, he has seen I've so many like, arrows and tracks. Yeah. He knows. I mean, I've, I think I'm close to, I'm in the forties with deer I've shot in my life. My whole family's full of them. So I mean, I've tracked a lot of deer, but he will do what takes me 10 years to do. He does in one season. So he said that to us and he's like, well, next morning we'll go look for, we'll go look. So he brought Fred out there and Fred did really good for like, until he hit a point and it was like, Tony explained, he's like, yeah, like I, he could tell that the deer wasn't dead. Just the way yeah. that Fred was acting, yep. which is so weird that they got it like a, they just know like the way their dog's tracking. But uh, yeah, then we figured that was a brisket shot. And then, yeah, even since then, no dead deer in the property, nothing. No, you know? we haven't seen anything. You know, I looked for the birds around, you know, yeah any kind of sign and we didn't see it i haven't seen her and yeah. i don't know if we've had any pictures of her but we also don't have cell cams and we're trying not to pull the cards yeah all there's the time a lot of cards in the property checked. yep um, so but i remember you saying like you knew something was going on so like you did your due diligence after and we're like you know because i explained to you like obviously i missed a deer by this point and then i've had my fair share of mishaps and things go i was like you had to shoot your bow and feel good and you call me one day you're like I sit down, I'm like six inches off at like, was it like 25 or 30 Yeah, yards? it was it was like 25 because I was replicating the shot that I took from the tree stand. Yeah, and I was like, 
walking you through it, like, because there's things I take for granted because I've been shooting a bow for so long. Yeah. And you started walking me through, and I was like, okay, well, and it was over the phone, and I was like, face pressure. And you're like, what? And I was like, yeah, face pressure. So, like, the way you have your anchors hit, right, just that little bit on your string can really throw your shot. Yep. And that like, anchor point changed when I sat down because yes. I was trying to do the same thing I did when I was standing. Yep. And it was just, it threw it. Yep. And I'm like, I never shoot sitting down. That's just something I, I'm not a sitter by any means. Cause like I'm a taller guy. So first of all, every tree stand I grew up in my hip, my knees would be above my hips if I sat down. So super <laughs> uncomfortable. So I'm yeah. just like leaning as a tree guy. So I don't have a lot of experience I mean, other than sitting in like a nice chair in a blind. I've done that or on my knees, but yeah, I never talking to you through that. And then like an hour later you like start just sending me videos of, yeah, i got <laughs> right, it we're, we're yep. hitting now yeah yep. we're figuring this thing out yep. and i'm i'm learning what i need to do yep and you know part of that's because i want to do my due diligence next time i have that opportunity yes. you know whether it be another doe or what happened to end up being mm-hmm. a, a nice little buck yep so <laughs> let's kind of like get we can kind of bring this story ahead to this previous week i mean the week will be off a little bit because you know you end up hunting monday night but Saturday morning, we both didn't see anything. Saturday night, though. Let's talk about Saturday night. That would have been the whatever date that was. 30th, 28th, right? Saturday was the 28th of the October. 28th. And then you saw some. Was that the night you saw a few deer that night, or did you not hunt that night? No, I... Boy, did I hunt that night. I got a short-term memory now yeah. thinking about this buck. Because um, I, th- I know the cold front kind of like hit Saturday morning. But it was really windy, so that was, like, the one thing. It was cloudy. I remember, like, we were talking. I was like, man, if it was a little clearer this morning, it would be a lot better. And then maybe – I remember driving around. I think AJ, my brother-in-law, hunted, and I think he – or he was – yeah, I think he hunted, but, like, I did a little drive around. Probably was a lot more deer out Saturday night. And I remember, like, Sunday morning. I think we had actually talked. I was like, dude, tomorrow morning will probably be better. Yeah. So because that was the day that was crazy for you, right? Sunday morning. Yeah, and so I'm remembering a little bit now. Uh, Saturday night, I sat a stand right kind of in the middle of the property because okay. our cherry tree right on the railroad track. Gotcha. So you know exactly. Where yep, I'm at. I do. Uh huh. And I ended up only seeing a spike and a couple does. Okay. So it was slow. Still slow. Yeah, and then that next morning, move stands to the other side of the farm, and. I walked in, it was like 6 a.m., so nothing crazy. And as soon as I'm there, there's just deer everywhere. Yeah. And you can tell it's going to be one of those mornings they're going to be chasing in the hardwoods. Mm-hmm. And so I'm right on the field edge of this corn that's still standing, and then there's deer everywhere. <laughs> so it's a beautiful spot. Like the corn, with the corn being up, it may, it's good without standing corn. With standing corn, it's just better. Yeah. Like obviously, harder to shoot, but better for cover and deer feeling comfortable yeah and it's hard to see those deer in there as i learned when i had our number one target buck pop out yeah how yeah so you saw like some good chasing and stuff yeah i saw some really good chasing and i saw bucks would pop out they would check a scrape they'd go in the corn and check another scrape on the other side of the field and then i'd lose them for a while and then they'd be behind me chasing a doe and they're just you couldn't keep track of where they were going. It would happen so fast. And you saw a four-year-old Saturday morning, right? Whereas we think he's four and a half, right? Did you see Timmy? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's was, four and a half. Yeah, yeah. we think Sunday, he's four and a half. Sunday morning, um, he's just like a tank of a seven-point. Yeah. And he's tall. Yeah. He's a good and deer. He's probably as wide as his body. He's, <laughs> he's a, as tall as his body. He's a sweet <laughs> buck. Yeah, he's not going to score crazy, but... Yeah, we've had a little history of that deer, but yeah, you, because you said you've seen him multiple times doing that loop, right? Yeah, doing loops around me essentially, and so the first time I spotted him, um, I was watching a spike off in the distance, and then he just popped up in the middle of the corn at like seventy yards, mm. and I watched him come out, and he checked a scrape at forty six yards, and for me being a new bow shooter, that's out of my comfort zone. I'm yep. not going to risk that, especially yep. on a target buck. It's not not worth it yep so you have to i know my limits and that's beyond it yep that's good but i mean as a bow hunter that's you know something that's you have to like have that in the back of your mind you know what that is like i took a 45 yard shot and i nicked that one buck and thank goodness i actually got a trail cam picture of him again last night so he's still alive but uh i 
you know, I am, I've reevaluated myself this year. And it's like, man, maybe I'm not going to take any shots over 40 yards anymore. Yeah. You know, and, so like those and things with like some that, of your mishaps too, that's all in the back of my mind of, you know, yeah. if this deer's alert at 25, even he might be a ninja and dodge yes. me. Mm-hmm. So that's all in the back of my mind. So you have this deer, like, and this is like, this would have been your biggest deer you shot. Like, Oh, by yeah, far. He's bigger than the one you shot before. And you're over the compound and you have him working a script 46 yards and you just did this. You did the right thing for you. Like you stuck to your goal. You stuck to the game plan. Yep. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And he, he turned and went straight away from me. And when he hit the field edge, I gave him a little grunt and it stopped him. And then he put his head back down and kept going. Okay. And so I gave him one more and same thing, put his head up. He didn't even turn to look. He just listened and then put his head down and kept going. Kept going. So then he went into that thick brush. Yep. And was gone. Just see it. And <laughs> then it was like 45 minutes later, all of a sudden he popped out, would have been straight south of me this time. And so he was like downwind of me because yeah. we had that northwest wind. Yeah, checking out that ground yeah. probably. Yeah. So then he was checking that other scrape and then he walked right into the corn and he did like a perfect like 60 yard semicircle around me and went right back to this first scrape. Jeez. And then from there oh. he went into the hardwoods and I got to watch him chase um a couple does just all the way around nice and then like you had like a november hunt like that was like a that's like what you dream about yeah so meanwhile like i'm watching him i've seen a two and a half year old eight point i saw probably a 4.6 point a couple different sixes um bunch of spikes button buck yeah you said like 12 bucks you yeah saw sunday morning yeah it's probably 12 different bucks yep. and so i saw more bucks than does, does i think nuts which is i described it as probably one of the best sets of my life yeah so good and i got to see you right after this because yeah. henry you know i've talked about he's he wants to shoot a deer with his gun real bad so like i that was another thing i did like all weekend like put together a gun for him i have a 350 legend an ar platform you know, got an upper and lower and I got it all assembled and I have a suppressor hooked up to it, like trying to get all the stuff, but like where we shoot at my dad's corn's up. So like we have no range because the corn's up still. So I reached out to your brother and I was like, Hey, you guys have that one range at your dad's, right? He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, you want to shoot? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I can't do it today. I'll about tomorrow. Or he's like, you can go with Dan. I was like, well, I can wait till tomorrow. That's fine. Cause I didn't have the gun put together yet. So like around lunchtime or one o'clock, we were all over at your dad's and you showed up and, uh, you're like, dude, I had such a good morning. <laughs> You're like, I should still be sitting out there because there must be a doe or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then did you, so we shot guns and did that. And Henry, by the way, shot great. So that was awesome. So, but um, you, did you go right back to that stand Sunday night? I did. Okay. So it's, it's kind of rare for Matt and I to sit a stand twice in the same day. Yep. But I felt so good about it. I was like, I have to be back in there. Yep. Because these bucks are going to be around somewhere nearby. Yes. Um, and I was still seeing bucks. I saw, um, I think, the same one of the same six points I saw. Then I saw a different six point yep. that he's a two-and-a-half-year-old, but he's probably already, like, 14 inches. Yeah, that yeah, he's going to be special. And if he makes it, he's going to be something special. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on top of, like, some fours and some spikes that we're chasing. Yeah. And then right at last light. Um, at like 120 yards is across the railroad track that we're on. Yep. Um, I saw a couple of does cross the railroad track to the other side of me and then they stood there and I, they're staring. I was like, there's, there's <laughs> looking at something. And so they went in the direction they looked. And then two minutes later, they're running the other direction. And then I see a 10 pointer chasing them up. And then they literally go off like into the sunset and it's dark at this point. <laughs> so you've seen probably in two sets you saw a total of like 14 bucks oh at least which is awesome like yeah we we do have a high deer population but to see like that many bucks at one time you had pretty much all the bucks in the area like honed in on this little area yeah which so like whatever that may be that could obviously they're feeling frisky like whatever but a doe could be coming in a little early maybe one of the first does that's starting to go so it's driving all crazy because i've had the same the buck I shot the 22nd, he was lip curling, grunting. I mean, I heard the loudest grunt I've ever heard, like, Brah! yeah. And then 20 little grunts, like, he was fired up. So, if you get that, I mean, you can have a November like hunt in October because it just takes that one doe. Yeah, just I think one doe. And I'm watching these bucks, and every single 
doe that I could see. There's bucks cruising behind them, yep. and they're just pushing and waiting. And then, so cool. <laughs> like, I even had a button buck in the corn right in front of me, and I had bucks come out to come check this thing because I thought it was a doe at first. Yep. But then, you know, because they just see a deer. <laughs> yep, they and, see deer, and we'll look at it. You know, so it makes you wonder how a decoy might work at yeah, this time true. of year. So I think another point that I I think why guys have really good hunts and high deer population here is like Michigan in October more so than November because there's so many does. So like when a majority of the does are in heat ready to be bred, there's so many of them, the bucks don't have to compete yeah. because they can just go wherever and find one and they can just hang out with her for a couple of days. No competition. But when it's the first doe or some of the last does, there's so many less of them there's a there's competition like what guys yep. will see in november so i think that's why that's good and another thing to keep note on that will recur year to year on properties if that doe group stays the same or maybe if that doe doesn't get shot like i don't know to what extent but i seem to find pro- certain properties are like what you're talking about in late october you know the 20s of october and other properties aren't good until like a day or two before gun season or maybe like the seventh the tenth kind of a thing yeah so i think you kind of have to learn your area learn your property and kind of find your doe groups that like that and i've had similar sits like this in the same exact spot in years previous Mm -hmm. but never to this extent no because you shot your first buck what that was october that was also right no that was was november November, like 14th 13th or oh that's right that was right before gun season that's right that's when that was okay was it matt that saw the really he had a really good october hunt close to there too right did he see the one deer in october a couple years ago uh he may have yeah i think he was telling me a story so like i was like you got so like the point we're making is that you guys are patient with this property because you know when the pre-rut starts that's when all the bucks come to your area and are you talking about what we called Waldo yeah, Jr. Yeah, Waldo Jr. Yeah, yeah that dude. So, so I did have, we both had October sits with him. With him, yeah. And he, like, and, nowhere to be seen, and then pre-rut comes, in comes strolling that yeah. deer. Yep. So that's why, and like, you, I think you, Matt had him in October yep. in the pre-rut, and then I saw him in, like, lockdown. Lockdown, that's right. Yep. yep. So that was, like, hearing you, like, guys who've picked up on the stories, like, you guys talk about, like, you really focus on those cold fronts and, like, there's not a big rush for you guys to get in the woods early yeah. October because you Cold just... fronts and wind. Yes. You know, like, hey, we just need to be patient. Let's not pressure this too much. End of October, let's get after it. And you've had yeah. really good hunts doing that. Yep. So, okay. So, you saw the 10 point was new in the night hunt. And then you... I remember you telling me, yep, the Timmy... Or, right, Timmy is a shooter buck. Yep, and then Timmy's that 10 point, I'm going to shoot if he gives yep, me a chance. I'm going to shoot that. Yeah, because, like, you're like, I have a compound first year. Like, you're not going to be super, you're like, you're picky, but you're like, there's a kind of a criteria. And he's like, yep, he's in yep. the, he's in the, yep. he's in the criteria. Like, I, I, I want to shoot him. I talked to Matt, and we had like four bucks on camera that were going to be shooters yep. for me. I think he has one. Yeah, or he is, maybe two. He's so picky, though. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like me. I guess yeah. I can't give him too much crap because I'm very similar. But. Yeah. And I didn't want what happened in the years prior where we got so focused on like one buck each yeah. year where that's all we were after. Yeah. And so, like last year, I didn't even shoot a deer. I didn't even shoot a doe because yeah. I was so worried about ruining the hunts yep, for of one. taking a doe mm-hmm. for one deer. Yep. So, it's hard, man. So it's like this progression. year, yeah. I told myself I I can't do that. I I need to get a compound kill. I don't care. I do care what it is, yeah. but to an extent, like yeah, that's a little different. Like you, because that's the thing you 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 haven't shot a lot. You've only shot one other buck. Yep. So it's not like you've got like this this like history of you know shooting deer and like climbing the ladder. You kind of like hey, you kind of rolled into this like hey, we're passing deer. So it's kind of a weird spot because like what do you pass like. Yeah, do we we have big deer around, but it's like you're also got to like, you know, you learn a lot. You got to make those, you know, shoot deer, have ethical kills, yeah. climb the ladder Absolutely. kind of a thing. Which I feel like Matt's done that too. Like he hasn't shot a lot, but he tries to like, he's climbing that ladder every time. And he like, dude, he was so giddy that he shot this deer. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. So let's just go right to it. Yeah. So. Sunday we shot the gun and you made we had the plan. I was like, hey, you had a great hunt this morning. We should talk about it Monday night. Yeah, like let's do the last seven days, week four. We'll chill. You're like, I kind of joked like, yeah, unless matter, I shoot something out on the property. <laughs> yeah, and... you're like, yeah, Monday night one of us is gonna shoot one, and I was like, oh yeah, way to call your shot. <laughs> so I'm working and I, you know, I work till five five thirty, get home and four fifty. I look down and my phone's going off and it's you. 
And I'm like, there's no way this Joker shot a deer any. Like, I was thinking maybe he's just calling. Maybe he didn't go hunting or something. I answered. I, he said, hello. I was like, there is no way you shot a deer now. He's like, I did, man. I was like, no way. We're just losing yep. it. It was, I was great. I was so excited. You were my second phone call. Matt yep. was my first. Yep. So... I called my brother Gosh. and I knew he was probably. So either... it was 450, right? Like, let's. Yeah. Yeah. It was 450, give or take a minute or two. Mm-hmm. And so I called him. I was like, he's either just in the stand or walking still. Yeah. So I was like, this is perfect time. And knowing now later, he thought I fell out of a tree stand or yes. who knows what, thinking I'm calling a dead lane at the bottom <laughs> yeah, of my it. My brother's calling me right now. Like, what happened? But I call him and he's like, what you got? I was like, I just shot a buck. And he's like, no way. <laughs> And so I guess I can, yeah. So tell like, the story leading yeah, all the way like up to it. Yeah, like go to it because you, yeah, lead us to like what your mindset was going into that hunt Monday night, like because you guys didn't have any new intel, like you didn't pull cards or nothing, did you? Nothing. So you're just like, I'm going back to the, yep. I'm going back to the the spot. Yep. So another rare thing is going back to that spot, and you know the deer weren't blowing me out of there. So I felt confident that we didn't blow that stand at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm going to go back in there. I felt good, even though the night before I didn't see the one target buck. Yep. But, you know, it was, it was like, it's got to be good still. So I end up, I park, and the guy that lives right next door, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he ended up like swinging around to come over and talk to me for a couple minutes, just curious who I was because I'd never talked to him before. Mm-hmm. Um and so I talked to him for a couple minutes and then he says, you know, good luck, whatever. He pulls in his driveway and I actually walked like 30 yards towards the stand, realized I forgot my binoculars. <laughs> so I set my bow down and I run back to the truck and grab him and go back, grab the bow and I sneak and you hit a corner spot where if you're not careful going around that corner, you can see deer off in the distance. Mm, okay. And then also... If they're up on the ridge across a railroad track, they can spot you too. Gotcha. So I glassed it as best as I could. I got low so I could be below the tops of the corn just in case something's up there and I didn't see them. They can mm-hmm. still see me. So, you know, I'm like hunchback, like <laughs> walking through their stand. And it's windy, so I don't have to be quiet, yeah. thankfully. Yep. So I just quick get to the stand, glass around a little bit because I like to see everything before I climb. Get to the top pull my bow up as soon as i like get my bow in hand i blew like two does out they start blowing at me i'm like okay whatever yeah so then i turn and you're like son of a gun i looked i was quiet i was yep. trying to be strategic yep. and they still got me yep they still got me and i didn't see them either you, you just know? hear okay you just heard them blowing. Yep, just heard them and then yep. i saw the white tails running gosh so stupid dose <laughs> and then i i turned and i saw a deer standing on a railroad track i'm like that's a darker body it's bigger so i quit glass them i was like that's my, that's the 10 point yeah. So then he starts walking into the cornfield that I'm in. So how far away was he at the railroad track? It's about 120. Okay. So that was the same spot you seen him the night before. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yep. But this time, I didn't see any does around him over there, and he was, like, he was on a mission. Gosh. And so I think he heard the other does blow, thinking maybe there's another buck over there, and mm. so he's going to go investigate. Yeah. So I'm starting to panic here so a little bow bit. bow is hanging in the tree or in your hand? It's still? in my hand. So you just... But I have to untie it still. Oh my gosh. So I'm undoing my <laughs> knot real quick. This deer is coming your way and you have your line is still hooked to Still your hooked to the oh bow. Oh my gosh. So I quick get that untied. I quick get arrow out of the quiver and I don't like shooting with my quiver on. So I got to get this thing off. So I'm like half fumbling trying to get my quiver off watching this deer... And so by the time I get my quiver off and I just set it down on the seat, yep, uh, he's probably like sixty yards in the corn and he's closing fast. Arrow on the string yet? Arrows on. I so got before it. Knocked. He pulled the, okay, so before he pulled the quiver off, you're like arrow knocked. At arrows least you got arrows that. Okay. knocked. You got that ready. Okay. <laughs> yep. And I'm thinking he's going to go to that same scrape that they've been hitting the last yeah. two nights. Like, he, that's for sure where he's going, yep. and it's going to be out of my range, and this is going to suck. But he's aggressive, so I can probably grunt him in, is uh-huh. what I was thinking. But yep. I was like, well, we're just going to see where he goes. And so he ends up coming much closer than I anticipated. And so he ended up stepping out of the corn at 28 yards, and I was already like drawing my bow back, and I did the classic mat. 
and he stopped, put his head up. He didn't even turn. He started to turn his head to look in the direction, and I zipped him. And you're ripping. Yep. <laughs> and I got the perfect schwack. Yep. And he just booked off. I thought I heard him crash, but I was just like, I'm staying right in this stand. I called my brother right away. It's like, I just shot a buck. I'm shaking. <laughs> Dude, nuts. I'm excited. I we're called talking you. like you weren't even in the stand for like a minute. And yeah. You've seen this deer. Like that has got to be one of the quickest. Yeah. It was like other than shoot one walking out, but I mean, nuts. Yeah, nuts. And it was like television. Yeah, you know, it's <sighs> the things that I've seen on TV where you get in the stand or you hear the stories about yeah. guys getting in the stand, and it's literally a minute or maybe two. Yeah, crazy. And he came cruising by. I remember asking you. I remember being so pumped. I was like, no way. And then you're, you know, you're worked up, and I was like, okay, like new bow hunter here, like compound, because it's probably like crossbow. Even if you shot a few of the crossbow, it's different. Like. It's different. The bolt goes so fast to the crossbow. It's so flat. Like, it's a little different dynamic. So I remember asking you a few things like, okay, do you see your arrow? And, like, on him when he took off run. Nope, I didn't see. I was like, okay, good. You got a good fixed blade. I was like, okay, what did you hear? And you said it was a good hit. I was like, was it a high crack? You're like, no, it wasn't a crack. It was like a good thunk, like a hitting the diaphragm, like that noise, kind of like hitting a watermelon almost or like a pop. Yep. So you told me that, and I was like, okay, awesome. And you're like, I think I heard him go down, but I don't know. And I said, well, where did he go? And you told me, and I knew the area from being on the property. I was like, well, if he ran through that whole thing, you would hear him because it's thick. And you didn't. So I was like, I was pretty opportunistic. Like <laughs> when you told me what you told me and you didn't hear him for very long, I was like, okay. And you thought you heard a crash. So, but I still was like, okay, let's just play this smart. Cause this is good for all new bow hunters. Like this is stuff I have to learn too. And talking to Tony and all these other guys that do deer tracking, like waiting is the most important thing to not push a deer. Yeah, and that's what I, I talked to Matt about on the phone. I was like, I think I'm going to get down and back out right now. He's like, there's deer everywhere smashing around. He's yeah. Like, he's like, there's does and bucks coming out of the woods where you just shot. Okay, yeah, because so, he could see it from a distance. That's right. Yeah, so he's like, why don't you just stay there? I was like, I'm not shooting another buck because <laughs> what we're trying to do on the farm is like, if I shoot a buck, I'm not going to shoot another one there. Yeah. And that's, I mean, unless it's like a, like one of a, a booner or something. Maybe. I mean, I did pass a booner after shooting <laughs> my did. buck a few you years ago. You did do good. I know the self-control is yeah, strong with you, it, too. Yeah, it is. And that's a lot, for a lot of respect for my brother and what he's trying True. to do with that property, yes. too. Very good. Yeah, that's why it's good because you guys have a similar mindset. Yeah. You're on the same page. Yep. So, yeah, you. I never told you the same thing. You're like, you. that's what you said. And I was like, well, the only words of advice I, could, I asked, which way is the wind coming from? You told me. I was like, so there's no way your wind's going where he went. You're like, nope, it's it's loud. I was like. It's 4.50. It yeah. doesn't get dark till 7.10 or yeah. whatever. So I, I gave it like that 20 minutes, and then I got down, and I ended up checking the blood. Yeah, you just snuck right over to yep. it. Snuck yeah. over to it, and I found the hit site, and I had blood immediately. Yeah. And Where you shot him, there was blood. Yeah. Which, for a fixed blade, that's not normal. Like, sometimes it takes a little... I mean, it can happen, but to find blood right away, I was like, yeah. inside, I'm just like, yeah, But yeah. I couldn't find my arrow right away, but I didn't want to go searching too hard for Correct. it. Correct. Um, so I actually ended up getting back into the stand and I told, I think you guys sent me a like, Snapchat of a buck after you went back in yeah, the stand. I go too. back <laughs> in the stand and I think there was a spike in the corn and yep. then I don't, I think I was talking to my brother again. I was like, there's a, was I talking to you? I One was of like, us, there's I a four know. point in the woods. I yeah. should probably go. You're, yeah. That was me. You're like, yeah, there's <laughs> a four point in the woods. I should probably go. I was like, geez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like that, the power. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're, you can either be in a ghost town and there's no deer, or you're in just the right spot where they're all at, and they will be there for multiple days in a row. Like, yeah. It's not like a one-day thing. If that doe is hanging out and you don't pressure them, like, you could have good hunts multiple days in a row. But so, like, yeah, you waited, like, another what? How long did you wait? Because I ended up saying, hey, get a close-up picture of the blood because I wanted to send that to Yeah, Tony. I think it was maybe closer to, like, maybe quarter to six when I actually finally got down yeah. for the final time. Because... I thought Matt was going to hunt the whole time, but yep. then he ended up calling me and said that he was going to end up, he was going to back out. Yeah. Um, and he can get out fairly easily. Mm -hmm. So he, he backed out and we were trying to get a couple things prepped for when we have to take care of this deer. Yeah. And so I got down, I took a couple close ups of the blood. I didn't even send it to you yet. No. Cause then I went a couple more feet. I'm like, there's my Luminoc flashing. Yep. Flashing. So I just took a video from like 20 feet away. Just Dude, zoomed so in on it. So far away. <laughs> and he calls, you call me and you're like, are those I was like, dude, are your fletchings red? red? Or are they, I thought one was white. You're like, yeah, one's supposed to be white, two orange. I'm like, dude, 
That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's all red. All red. What and, you want to see as a bow hunter, for yeah. sure. And so definitely, once I grabbed that arrow, I was like, this thing is dead, yeah. for sure. Yes. You did not hit anything, like, that, like, seeing that, I was like, okay. Because, like, granted, like, even the arrow could lie to you. Like, you've seen really good arrows and not found deer. But that was one of those ones that was, like, everything you described and blood on impact and the blood that we did have, it was like, okay, I think we're good. But you still waited, and I ended up getting to see the arrow on my way home yep. and met you. And I was looking at that, and I was like, I don't know if you can tell, but I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah this you is want, good you wanted to go right there. I was like, there. We, we could probably go find this deer right now. I was like, yeah. call your brother and see how quick he wants to go track. Because it's already been, yeah, it was like, what, 620, 630? Yeah, so, so we were, were talking. An hour and a half. Hour and a half after shot. I was like, dude, this thing's cooked. And you call your brother, your brother. I was like, you know, the older brother. He was like, I think we should do this. Let's eat some food first. Because yeah. next thing you know, it's going to be midnight before we eat. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. We yeah, we've been in that. that situation a couple times. <laughs> yeah, like when the night I shot my buck, I was, and he said that, and I was like, that's a really smart thing because I shot my buck, ate lunch that day, didn't eat dinner, and didn't eat anything until lunch the next day. And I was like, man, I don't feel good. Like, what's wrong with yeah. I haven't eaten anything for You probably don't hours. drink any water either. Exactly, yep. just maybe a beer or two. And then <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but no, so we... How, what time? Well, yeah, say seven thirty ish. We probably seven quarter to eight, something like that. We start. Yeah, it was probably seven thirty or so. We started tracking with your dad, your brother. Yep, yep. had dad come out and brother, sister in law. So you know, I think shooting deer has always been a family thing, yes. and so that's that's what it's all about. I wanted my wife there with me too, but she's not big into like going out in the woods hunting, and she's seven months pregnant yep. right now. So he's like, I don't want to be cold out there. Yeah. Well, it's a new thing. Like, she's new to it. Like, I know my mom, like, she grew up in a family of, you know, hunters and stuff. And, like, she never really got to go hunting because it was kind of not, like, the girls didn't really hunt. So, like, when she was with my dad, she, like, tagged along and she really enjoyed it. You know, and then once she started having, like, I'm the oldest of six kids. So her time in the woods is very was limited. But she still shot a few deer and she still likes it. But, like, kind of took her, like kind of piqued your interest and then she'd kind of cherry pick like oh yeah. how cold is it and then if it was nice <laughs> out she would go and you know yep. do that kind of thing yeah but, my wife she sat with me a couple times in our double yeah. ladder stands yeah that's right and one was like muzzleloader december freezing cold and she's like i don't know if i want to do this ever again it's like you wanted to go in december What'd you <laughs> yeah expect? that's what i expect it was really cold yeah. <laughs> like why can't you come out in october well, it's, it's nice, nice. <laughs> but yeah so i felt pretty i was like very i was thankfully let me tag along with that because it was kind of yeah. cool i mean we yeah. live close together so i was like this is perfect because of course, when I shoot deer, it's like 20 minutes away and like, I got to do this. And it's like late. And I'm like, I feel almost guilty. And it's like, well, I don't really know. This is one of those things where it's like, this deer's, this is going to be a good time. Like, yeah. I can't miss out on like, I just <laughs> want to be there for that. So yeah, we I'm wanted really Henry, but that. he had school and mom and said no. Mommy was being smart because he was, but he was pretty pumped. He was like, you got to <laughs> send me some pictures and stuff, but no. So I mean, talk about, I guess we stuck out there and. I would say the easiest track job I've ever been on. Yeah, with a bow for it, sure. Like it, it was other easy. than seeing the deer drop. Like if it wasn't so thick, you would have seen those deer drop from this tree. Let's oh, be for honest. sure. Yeah, I mean, forty yards might be stretching it from where you shot. It wasn't far. No, and you know, fantastic. But like, it was it was an easy track job, and I like to say my dad cheated because yes. he <laughs> recently purchased a thermal monocular. Yep. So, you know, we're shining flashlights like idiots looking for blood. And he's standing off to the side. He's like, there's a blob right up there. Yeah, it's right there. We're like, so, what? He's like, yeah, it's right there. Yes. Like, no. So his sister-in-law runs ahead. She's like, yep, there's a deer. There's a deer right there. <laughs> it was so easy. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah, it was maybe 50 yards from yeah. the shot. Per And like, yeah, I say maybe. That might be stretching it. But, I mean, even the blood that was there, I mean, for... What I could see, we would have found that deer. Even if that deer ran 100 yards, it would have been easy. Like, oh, yeah. it was There was good blood. You hit him money. Like, great shot. Double lung. Like, yep. awesome. Double lung. Just missed the shoulder. So, uh, yeah, we did, butchered say, it today. You, I was going to ask you, where did the... So, looking at the deer laying there, you were... You could feel, like, the, the hard part of the shoulder. And, you, you know, you kind of have, like, the, the disc or the, I don't know, the scapula, scapula part yeah. of it. Did you end up hitting going through that at all or no? I, I took the tiniest nick out of it. Okay, so I'm, perfect shot. Yeah, like, if you ran your thumb across it, you could feel, like, the rib of where it brushed it. Nice. So, so it just you, snuck it in you there. Tucked, you tucked it right where you... But, I mean, with your setup, you would have probably zipped through that part, too. Because, like, yeah, you weren't close so. to the hard part. You were... 
you know, the hard part was higher and off to the, you know, the right a little farther. But, yeah. dude, that shot was, like, money. It I was, was like, dude, that was a great shot. <laughs> I, I couldn't ask for a better shot. Yeah, and yeah, just perfect in the lungs, just above the heart. Yep, he sliced through both lungs yeah. great. And... and he was so unexpected of it where he wasn't panicked. He just kind of tried to, you know, he, he did a nice hard run into the woods, but you know, yeah, obviously like, he didn't make it far. Yeah, like a couple bounds, and you could just see where he kind of stood there and boop, tipped right over, and yeah, he was done. So tell yeah. us about this buck. Like, what... What is, what was he like? You like you know? So, what did you think when you saw him? Because we were all like, ah. yeah. So at least I got to see him at a distance first. He didn't surprise me, and I'd seen him the night before and the morning before. Yep. So got to see him a little bit. I know he was darker antlered, and I knew he was at least eight, if not a ten point. Yep. You know, it's using eight power binoculars. It's hard to tell across the field, mm-hmm. but I just knew that he was going to be something. Yep. So. The whole time, I'm like, I don't know if this thing's an eight point or a ten point. Yeah. Until we walk up to him, there he is, and he's perfect five by five. Perfect, pretty, just yep, just gosh. a pretty. 10 Dude, point. I went, I hunted eighteen years with a bow before I killed a ten point. Like that's <laughs> so. Like I mean, I've shot some nice deer, but like the ten point thing has eluded me. So. I'm just like, dude, this dude's on fire. He just first year. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna use my compound all year. And at the, well, man, I'm gonna shoot a very nice three and a half year old ten point. Like, yep. come on, dude. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's. A, I mean, I would say. I mean, did you measure inside spread? Because I figured he was. I didn't even 16, take a tape. Probably to it. 15, 16 inch inside spread. I would say probably. You know, he's got he's got good. You know, nice symmetrical tines. Like just a great buck. Like awesome deer and congrats on that dude it was yeah. awesome i mean it's not not the biggest rack in the world but i'll i'll take it all Heck day yeah. long for the first compound kill yeah um field dressed brother, he was 150 would, pounds so yep. he had a nice body on him too yep. i never kind of razzing your brother a little bit because i was like man you keep letting him shoot all these deer when are you gonna get you know you <laughs> get one he's like dude i'm just ecstatic someone can shoot one he's like it just seeing someone get it he generally was like i said you guys are on the same page he generally does get a kick out of seeing you know, you be successful just like him, and it's a good thing going that yeah. we, you know, and have. And this friendship's awesome, it's, and it's we're so all much fun. Each other. Yeah, I think I've only shot like three deer off of that property, and he was hunting for all three of them That's as well. So, cool. so the first buck I shot, he was able to just you know at night just skip across the farm there and meet up with me, yeah. and then I shot a doe, and he was I was in like the creek bottom, and he was in one of our ladder stands, and. He texted me, doe's coming across because there's a little hump in the field I can't quite see across. Mm-hmm. And then they crested that thing and came towards me. Shot over at the 44, and he's like, I saw the smoke come out the side of her. <laughs> saw where so exactly cool. where she went. And so, you know, yeah. he gets down, we're high-fiving. And so yeah. it's just so so much fun to, like, have Doing that experience that with, family. with my brother. Yep. Yeah, that's family. really, that's a great memories. And that's what, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we do it. Obviously, you know, you do it to eat the deer and do that kind of thing. Like, there's an important aspect to that. But then also having these memories with your family that you're going to remember this forever. You know, that's oh, yeah. kind of that thing. And, you know, the whole family dynamic, like having your dad there and doing this. Like, it's just really cool, like, seeing other family is similar to my family because that's how I am, too. And, like, that's what brings us all together because we all have this thing that we like to do as a hobby. We care about the deer to a level that people don't necessarily understand unless they're like hunters you know yep. like you know from the outside looking and you know if you, if you do end up posting the deer on social media or whatever like it doesn't tell the whole story and like there's a lot that goes on like with you and your brother set up the property and being on the same page and like going yeah, through and all the deer you pass and like how many hours you spent like learn how so to shoot many your bow hours and, of yeah all the prep work that i did of shooting the bow all summer long yeah, i think it was driving my wife crazy because i'd get home <laughs> from whatever i was doing i got to shoot the bow for an hour you yeah. know and then i started trickling it down to we're doing last light shots and, yep you know trying to do those cold shots leading into the season yep. as much as i could those are important yeah but then you know we're trimming deer trails in july yeah it's you hot. know june july it's hot i'm sweating through three shirts <laughs> But, yeah. you know, that's the stuff that's paying off for us and yep. has for the last couple of years. Yep, it's good um, stuff. You know, we may not be getting the target buck every year, but we're getting smarter about what we're doing mm-hmm. and how we're accessing the property. Um, I recently bought a saddle, which yep. I'm super pumped for. That's yep. going to be a new adventure for me. Yeah. Because I told my brother, I was like, I think I need to move like 30 yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So this is the way to do it. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be cool for you guys. This is a good growing. Like, 
you know, climbing the ladder and whatever. That can mean yeah. anything. That can mean the, the deer you shoot, the how you hunt, the what you learn, the the property stuff, and it's just a good overall thing. So Yeah, it's good management. We're talking about planting trees. I, I transplanted a couple oak trees this year. Yep. I don't know if they're going to make it because the time I did it, but yeah. they were rubbing on it, so yeah. they're probably going to die they're from that. They're probably dying to kill. <laughs> you're protecting trees by shooting the bucks. That's yep. what you're doing. Yep. Um, so, but it, no, I it, think it's cool. It's it's a cool thing, and like, like I said, I got to I think I was still smiling today just from being a part of that and seeing that. Oh, I got to go to work this morning, and I'm showing all the guys because they're like, how'd the hunt go last night? I was like, well, I got a 10-point. And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. And, you did. And, you know, beyond the hunt for the family time, uh, this afternoon I got out of work, went right to my parents' house, and we spent the, this afternoon, we were uh, butchering the deer. So we skinned it last night, let it hang in the garage, mm-hmm. nice and cold. Um we could have given it a couple of days with how cold it's been lately, but you know, yeah, it's so, snowing right now. Like, yeah. geez. It's been clean the kitchen table off, sanitize everything and then go, you know, cut the shoulders off first. And then, oh. you know, I got the tenderloins out the night before. Nice. So that would have been last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it's mom and dad, my wife and I were butchering the deer and vacuum seal the whole nine yards and now it's in the freezer it's a whole process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grind the burger on Thursday. My dad shot a doe this morning, which, he didn't even tell me. I was at work. He didn't tell me. I just show up at the house and there's a deer hanging there Freaking next to Slayer. Mine. Yeah. Your dad's like the silent killer. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not a bragger by any means. No, he is not. He's he's a good dude. He tried to play a prank on me. He found an old set of antlers up in the garage. Okay. And he like duct taped it to the top of its head. So I it like sh- a- <laughs> I'm like, what is this thing? <laughs> Oh, I love it. That is awesome. It was like a basket seven from years ago. I was like, you shot that little thing. I was giving him a hard time. And then he's like, it's a doe. I'm like, oh. Oh, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. That is good stuff. But no, what a, this is probably, I mean, this is a great episode. I mean, like talking about the last seven days, how it's good. Like I said, who knows when this will launch because guys are hunting and stuff like that. But I, you know, looking back on this and hopefully guys can learn that if you have the right property, the fourth week of October can be money. Like, yep. and you could, like, I would say the hunt, you, what you experienced, I don't know if I've ever experienced that in November in Michigan. Like, I've had some good hunts, but it's nothing been that crazy. You one know? of the best hunts of my life. And, you know, I'm newer to archery season in the last few years. And so I didn't get to experience that during rifle, especially up in the True. UP. You yes. Don't, you don't see that. No, you don't get that. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is a sweet thing. And, I mean, I would say, like, if if I were to look at the fourth week of the season from, like, an extended forecast, like, obviously the week, the Sunday I shot my buck, that was a really good day. Monday was probably still a decent weather day. Then we had that warm spell, that Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday started dipping down a little bit. But, like, those hunts were probably not as effective. So, like, I know I was like, I'm using this time to get all the stuff taken care of before <laughs> I go on my state trip. And... You know, then like you look at it, it's like okay, that weekend cold front, which awesome that we've had some like weekend cold fronts. Like yeah. as a bow hunter, you're like, <laughs> yes, you know, you're like, it's happening. I don't have to skip work. Yep, exactly. And uh, but if you looked at it, it's like okay, the northwest wind. You got your spot. Use the history you have in the area, and like you you hunted on the fresh sign too. Like you you let your eyeballs tell you what you're seeing. You didn't leave deer to find deer. You yeah. stayed there and did that. So. And then I think that same thing will apply going into the fifth week. You know, obviously November is a special time. Yeah, I but. told Matt he's got to be in the woods. And the wind shifted today from mm-hmm. yesterday. And I was like, you need to be there. He's like, ah, it's kind of snowing. I'm not going to go. And I called him some names. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Gave him a hard time. Fair it's weather like, what runner. are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a little... He's got a, but then like last year, man, he, he kind of picked his days and then he saw that giant, you know, that one morning he's like, I feel, and he had told me, he's like, I think that's going to be yeah. a good day. And then that day he was only off by 40 yards, you yep. know, and he would have had that near the neighbor shot. Maybe we think, but we don't even know, but like, he's got a good gut instinct for that too. And you know, me and you, I think we're more like, we got to get out there. We got to get out there. Let's do it. You know, yeah, but he's I'm, very good at being a little more reserved and like picking his good opportunities. Yeah, and, he definitely picks his days, especially with his schedule. That he's yeah, had he does have a crazy schedule. Yeah. So he has to be selective and yeah. when he's going. Um, and like I say, I, I re- respect everything that he's doing and letting me hunt the property with yeah. him. And, you know, I try to treat it the oh, best gosh. that I can. Yeah. He's um, so, and he's so good at that. Like I never, I think the one year. I don't know what year it was. It might have been the year he saw Waldo while hunting. 
I was blowing him up like, dude, it's like you got to be in there, guy. But he's like, nah, I'm just not, not quite, not quite. And then he's like, I'm gonna hunt this day, and I'm gonna hold out for that day. And I was like, man, I can't believe it. And then he goes, he's like, dude, I saw him. Like that was when he saw him running across the food plot. Yeah, that one. I don't know if it was Waldo Jr. If it was Waldo, but it was like. I just never shake him my head. I'm like, how did he know? Like, how did he know that? The, and, you know, and he doesn't yeah. hunt. He's not a volume hunter by any means. He mm-hmm. picks and chooses, and he's just really good at it. So it's that's a nice having friends. You can learn. Like, I'm learning from you. Like, hey, even though you see a lot of bucks and maybe they weren't, you know, you were seeing the little deer, but the does, but you kind of stuck in that area, and then it's just a matter of time. Boom, there's that deer you want to shoot and go right back to it because your access was right, the wind was right, and you got them. The yeah, next time exactly if i could have been there monday morning instead of going to work i would have been there yes and you probably who knows you might you probably would have had a great hunt still yeah. you know because like that, you have a spot that's set up great for access with that wind there's a lot of things you can do so but yeah leading into the fifth week of season like you said like we have still some really good weather like today it's snowing tomorrow's it's snowing. the first november yeah. first there's like, some rain coming this weekend and i think it's still gonna stay cold yep stay cold i think if you guys uh, I think the same, you know, you have your game plans throughout the year. So hopefully whoever's hunting, you kind of have like some history to play on or maybe some fresh sign, but go find that sign. Um, you know, not necessarily mean you got to hunt right over the rub line or do that, but maybe find some scrapes. Cause like you have, like you said, you've seen all these bucks checking scrapes. Cause that's, I've seen that too. Like they will be on scrapes. And if you find the fresh ones good, and if you can see where the deer are, the does are, set up off of them and just maybe you can be in the game don't you know you don't necessarily want to go blow your best spot out but if you can kind of like ease your way into there the first few days of november you can have a good hunt because i know a lot of guys are taking the first you know take the first week of november yeah, off take to the rutcation rutcation and do that yep. so yeah keep keep good attitude and just search for them i mean that's gonna be my mindset going down to illinois because i'm not leaving until this end of this week and you know, the weather kind of looks like it's starting to warm up a little bit. So maybe it would be nice to be able to go right now. Like, I wish I was in Illinois right, right. now. But that's kind of my mindset. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kind of go to the property, go to wherever we're going to scout, and kind of try to do like an easy scout and see what's going on and just let my gut and my eyes tell me where to go. And then find that area, sit, and then if I see something, that's why it's nice being mobile. I see that I need to be 50, 75 yards forward. I'm going to go. That's where I'm going. Yep, make your move. Make your move. Yep. So, like, that's take advantage of it man we're here dude like it's yeah, it's, it's it's time pre-rut's going hard like the rut's starting you know my definition of the rut is the seeking like the bucks looking yep, for does looking. the bucks bumping does you know the breeding to me is i don't classify the rut as when they're actually breeding because i don't know how uh, that's not really happening right now that's more like to me lockdown like, yeah i think that's lockdown we can so. have two weeks yep exactly so Get out there and take care of it. Dude, thanks, man. Appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad I could be on and have a nice story to tell. Yep. And we'll, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. And like I said, you, you're kind of the, the core group of friends that I have that I want to do this anyways. So, I mean, it worked out great that you oh, shot it was buck, perfect. So, yeah, it's good stuff. So, but, um, yeah, is there anything else you want to touch on, I guess, for like any words of encouragement or what you learned? Or, I mean, you feel like you learned a lot the past like season, like, yeah, the summer with Bo and the, the last few weeks have been a learning curve missing. Well, I hit the dough, but I say Mr. Yeah. Um, and then I had a nice hunt that I think the day you shot your buck Yep. that morning, I sat your dad stand at the edge of our food plot mm-hmm. and it's a hard sneak to get in there sometimes. And I must've been in trying to get in the stand at 5 a.m. It's not legal light until 7.30 right now. Yeah. But when I was walking in, I heard two bucks just fighting like mad. Dude. And I ended up seeing two of our other shooter bucks that morning. They're 200 yards away. Yep. But I learned about where they're starting to go to their bedding. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's giving us idea where to set up for the next time and playing that wind and not being super aggressive just yet, and they're pre-rutting hard. Yeah. And... I love it. Yep. It's so awesome. Good stuff. I'm so excited for my brother <laughs> to get in the woods, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing the next few weeks. Well, I was talking about that state land, and you got a saddle now, so he might have to do a little trepping around there while I'm gone. <laughs> I've got to figure out my system, and I'm actually thinking about taking up to the UP and trying to bow hunt there you there go. for the first time ever. That's what's fun about mobile hunting is, like, every time is, like, you can kind of get you can get your enjoyment maybe a different way. Like if the season's not going the way you want it, it's like hey, I'm gonna go hunt a new tree or I'm gonna learn a new spot. Because like right now, yeah, you've got what well, you're you know you guys you're shooting your one buck for the property, but maybe you can throw a sit somewhere and learn something for the following yeah. year. Like do those kind of things. Like always try to have that catalog of 
things learn. And then you'll be like, man, I remember two years ago when the corn was up that these bucks, you know, the 20th of October were hanging out and they were heading to that bedding area over there. Maybe we need to kind of tweak a setup or kind of take advantage of that the following year or the next time corn's up. Or you know, there's all those, there's so many things that my brain's just constantly like going, especially this time of year. Yeah, because it's like, exactly, because you're like, this is the time. This is the time I need to capitalize. Like early season, I feel is very strategic and like to an extent where you just got to get lucky. Like if he's daylight in or whatever, you know, kind of a thing right now, it's like, this is my best opportunity to get on a target deer this, this two week period with a bow, like granted gun season, you can have a whole different approach, but with a bow, it's like, I always feel like that, like pressure, like, Oh my gosh, I need to go. I need to hunt. I need to hunt. I need to hunt. I need to hunt. And like, you know, I was joking around with wife and I was like, man, the snow is coming down. I was talking to the way home. I was like, I feel like I just need to be in a tree. And she's like, and she's like, well, you shot your buck. And I was like, yeah, I shot, I shot my number one buck in Michigan that I've wanted to be. It's been my number one for years. Like always the deer that if I tell anyone, I was like, I would be ecstatic if I shoot them, but I still want to be in the woods. Yeah, like it's I like, do it's, too. I just want to be in the woods, just experiencing it. Like seeing what you see only comes around once a year. Yeah. Like and want to be out after there. shooting the buck yesterday, like. I almost don't even want to shoot a deer right now. I just want to go and literally set my saddle up somewhere on the property that's just brand chill. new to me and just chill yep, in the tree just, and take, take a camera. It's because we're outdoorsmen and we're hunters. That's and there's a lot that go into it. So exactly. But yeah, so if you shot your buck already, like me and Dan have for the year, still go out there and hunt is what we're saying. So yeah, get at it, <laughs> get at it, do that. <laughs> but uh, no, thanks for listening, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this episode of Michigan Wild. And like I like to say, go out and enjoy creation this week. Get out there, take get after it good luck shoot straight aim low and yeah have good bl- short blood trails It'd be tough to beat yours but i wish it's gonna be tough but somebody's like gonna that. beat it and we're Someone. gonna be happy for them yes sir all right have a good week guys